Hey, parents of hope, welcome to the FamCast, where this is your place for real talk, real people, real lives, real messes, just trying to point kids to Jesus. And we thank you so much for joining us uh, today. We hope that this becomes a, a spot for you uh, to be able to just kind of listen to some, maybe some tips, some guidelines, some encouragement uh, that are going to help you kind of navigate these years that your kid is living in your house. And that can be daunting sometimes. That can be very difficult. And know this, that we are not going to get it 100% right. And we're not giving you a formula. We're not giving you a list of rules and laws. We really, truly want this to be just something that guides you along your role and your calling in your kid's life. Today, we are going to be able to talk to uh, one of my favorite people, Bernadette Nunn. She is our preschool lead, and she leads all things in this preschool phase. And so welcome to the FamCast, Bern. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. I'm glad that you're here. I know that uh, that you have been doing this for a long time, but I would love for our audience and our parents just to hear a little bit of uh, kind of what was your journey like coming to be the preschool lead, to come to, to, to be a part of the Hope family? Yeah, it's uh, really such a joy to be able to talk a little bit. I see so many parents um, on Sundays, but I never get this like um, really intense one-on-one -on -one time kind of like this. So hello, parents. I uh, hope you're doing well today. Um, my story is really um, a lot about I am a big planner and I'm a big long-term planner. And my story has a lot of parts of I make a long-term plan and then it eventually, of course, doesn't go the way that I intended it to, <laughs> yeah. which is like basically part of the human experience, but something I've had a hard time grappling with. Um, so I kind of came into college already knowing what I wanted to do, um, kind of wanted to be in like editing or publishing or something with books. Um, so I was an English major, which I loved, um, but also didn't want to lose the Spanish that I learned in high school. Um, so I was a Spanish minor and then ended up getting my certificate in teaching English as a second language. And that was kind of like the career path. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm good at. Done. Checked my box. Um, so kind of planned to spend the summer after graduation, um, in Mexico with my church down in Norfolk and cool. was going to teach English down there for the summer, which was so exciting. And then of course I graduated college in May of 2020. So nobody went to Mexico in May of 2020. Right. <laughs> um, COVID. yeah, COVID, you know, so then that was kind of one of the first big instances of I had made this like big long-term plan and it didn't go the way I wanted it to. And I was left feeling um, like, oh, what did I do wrong here? Which um, obviously wasn't the case about me, but um, spent a long time trying to figure out, okay, well, if it's not going to be this teaching English as a second language, what is it going to be? So I was um, working at the Goddard School in Virginia Beach and spent my whole time uh, in college working down there. And that was kind of where I figured out, oh, I actually want to be with this age group for the rest of my life. Um, they are six weeks to six years. Um, a lot of them do private kindergarten. And it was in that time frame. I spent three years at that school. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the group. I love them so much. I need to spend the rest of my life spending as much time as I can with this group. So um, after graduation, taught there for a little bit longer, and then it came time for me to move back to Richmond with my now husband, Isaac. Yeah. And that was another thing that was really hard for me because I felt like Norfolk and Virginia Beach was the place we were supposed to be, and it just wasn't working out right. Mm -hmm. It just like we kept having these obstacles, and it was like, actually, no, Richmond's going to be the place that we're going to go back to. And that was very, very hard. I felt like that Goddard was exactly where I was supposed to be. Because you spend three years like pouring into this group of kids and watching them grow up. And I was like, how could I ever leave them? Like, this feels wrong. Right. 
And so I ended up moving up to Richmond and spent some time at the Goddard School Shore Pump. And I was like, oh, I actually can love a new group of kids so much. And spent about uh, 16, 17 months uh, at that school. And I just was still missing something. Um, Loved teaching, loved the age group. I'd spent time in all the rooms, done some admin work. Um, I did some like e-learning and um, like COVID lesson planning um, for the virtual school. And something was still just missing. And I couldn't like quite figure out what that was. So I was like applying to jobs outside of um, preschool and outside of education, which felt wrong. Um, I was in conversations with the owner about being assistant director, and that didn't feel right either. And then I had a family friend who went to Hope, and they were like, hey, there's this preschool job at our church. Um, at this point, Isaac and I didn't have a church. We had graduated college and like weren't sure what was next for us in the church world either. And they were like, yeah, we read this job description. And it was just like, Bernadette, 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 Bernadette. And I was like, oh, I don't know about like working in ministry. I had never thought about ministry as a vocation. That was just not uh, in my long-term plan, of course. And so I told her no. I was like, that's not something I'm interested in. I really appreciate it. I just don't think that's what's next. Um, Then, I don't know, maybe two weeks later, Isaac was doing the dishes after dinner one night and I was just sitting there on the couch and people asked me like, what, what do you mean? Like what changed? And I was just sitting there on the couch and all of a sudden I was like, oh, that's my job. Mm. I'm supposed to have that job. And within like an hour, I wrote my cover letter, my application. I redid my resume and sent it all in at like 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. And then Sunday morning, I walked into Hope Church and I said, I'm looking for Carrie Joy Johnson, the Hope Kids lead pastor, (laughs) and I'd like to meet her today. That's great. (laughs) And I just left uh, that day and I was like, they don't know it yet, but that's my job. And I've met where I'm going to be for the next portion of my life and I can't wait. That is so cool. (laughs) It's so crazy to think about now. (laughs) Well, and and what's amazing too is I I remember uh, remember the first time we had talked uh, during the interview process and I think we got off that first phone call and we're like, that might, I think that might be the person. <laughs> like, uh, honestly, and it was, it was, and, and I think the unique thing for you in that is that you knew and you kind of felt drawn to this age range. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think there's, 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 there's people that, uh, that love it. There's people that are like, oh, wait, if you stuck me in just with preschoolers for the rest of my life, I, I don't, I, I can't handle it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the that's the beauty, and 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 I see that too on Sunday mornings, like when you're mm-hmm. teaching and when you're interacting with the kids, it's that it's that calling, and it goes deeper than hey, I'm just fulfilling a job. Mm-hmm. And there's so many times in life, I think God does that to us though too. It's just like, hey, you think you're going this way? Ah, nope, I got a different plan for you, and you got to head over that way. And oh, even yeah. with parents, like we can come in with like definite like this is how we're supposed to do it or we read a book or we listen to a podcast uh we, we do something and we're like okay this is the plan and we start on that road and god just kind of takes us oh, yeah. you know really mm-hmm. this is this is who you are mm-hmm. and it and he leads us on this this journey of discovery and that's that's kind of what i think your story when you were talking about that it was just like you know what we thought it was going to be here but now we're going to end up here and it's even more beautiful than i ever thought mm-hmm. yeah absolutely for you, like, um, what about this phase is your favorite? Like, what do you love about the preschool phase? Oh, gosh. One of the first things I always say is they're so funny. Like, they just will say what's ever on their mind, like, so unabashedly. Yes. And it's just hysterical, even when they don't mean to be funny. And so it's just um, so much full, so full of joy to be around them because they're so funny and they're so full of love. 
um, these like first four to five years, they change so Mm. much. Um, And so to kind of watch them grow and change and develop into the people they're becoming um, is really beautiful to just even witness whether or not yeah. you're like in the weeds with them day in and day out like the parents are, but to just see them one to two times a week, they change even in a month. You know, they yeah. change week by week. Um, to be able to watch them grow into their people um, is really exciting. But it's also that stage where they're discovering their self-confidence mm-hmm. and kind of like what matters to them. And you're going to hear them say like, but, but, but I, and they're trying to like justify their actions yeah. and, and justify what they're doing and saying. And so watching them like come into their own and kind of trying to say like, no, but I know, I know what I'm trying to do. I know what I'm trying to say um, is really beautiful to watch their confidence. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And for, for people that, uh, that aren't familiar with, uh, that preschool phase and, and, and being into it. Like, what would you say when somebody's just like, can look, looks at it and goes, Oh, it's, it's, it's just childcare. It's just babysitting mm-hmm. that's going on down there. Like that probably makes your blood boil, but, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. but like, what is that for you? You see so many of the intricacies in that. Um, and, and for you, I love to, whenever I go down there, like you, you call them all friends. Oh, like what, of course. What's the, what's the story behind that? Like, uh, There's just something about um, that moment where you can let a kid know that um, this is a place where you're going to be loved and mm. this is a place where you're going to be valued and we actually want you and I want your company and I want to know you. Yeah. Um, so even if it is your first time at church, like you are my friend mm-hmm. um, and it is a joy to know you today and it's a joy to be able to know you tomorrow. Yeah. And so being able to give them that familiarity of a place that it could be really big and really scary, um, being able to just kind of like lock friend into my vocabulary for yeah. years and years, uh, it just rolls off the tongue now because I yeah. do want them to just know that um, whether or not I even know them by name from that first interaction, like they are my friend. Mm, mm-hmm. That's good. Well, what keeps ke- you coming back to hope? Oh, wow. I, I feel like it's probably um, a really basic answer, but it's really the people yeah. um, all the way down to the babies and the preschoolers, to the parents and the older people of the church. There is just like such a need for and a desire and a want for community. Um, I really felt that coming in a couple years ago, right out of COVID, Mm -hmm. um, is that it wasn't um, a dying environment. They were still here and so full and so reaching for community. And that bled down into their kids and their kids want to be here and they want to make friends and they want to know each other. And there's just such a heart for full, authentic and true community. Um, And I just always um, say this, that it's a place where they know we're not supposed to be doing this alone. Mm. And if you're doing this alone, you're not getting the fullest relationship that you can out of your church. And so finding that time to be with community um, with the people is why I'm here. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's good. You know, in this in this phase, we we look at it uh, from a church standpoint too. Is is this is so foundational, and not even from a faith perspective, it's foundational. Like just what you were talking about, there's so much growth that happens from the mm-hmm. moment you bring them home from the hospital to them going to their first day in kindergarten, and the tears begin to stream. Not from them, but from their parents, oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Even me, like, when I send them off to uh, the big theater for the first time, I'm like, yeah. they look so tiny in right. there, and I right. know that's what they're supposed to do next. Right. But but it's laying a foundation, not only for them, th- their physical needs mm-hmm. uh, and how they're moving from maybe just an infant to a mm-hmm. toddler to from, to the walker, toddler, all that, all the different phases that they go through, they're, they're like sponges. 
Oh my gosh, yeah. They're learning so much. I think there's even studies that say uh, that they can learn languages so much easier at the beginning of it, like in even at early ages, uh, because their mind is just kind of absorbing everything. Mm -hmm. And so in this, that's why I think it moves from, we're just going to make sure that they are in their space and that they're safe on a Sunday morning to how do we lay the foundations uh, for their faith journey? Mm-hmm. Because for all parents, we've got to be able to to begin to make that shift from, I just want my kid to be happy and healthy to, I want a parent with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I want them when this newborn moves from the crib and goes to graduation and the time when they leave our house for good. Yeah, maybe not for good. I've got one that's coming back. But um, <laughs> when they finally leave, they have a faith and they have a relationship with the creator of the universe that is their own. Mm-hmm. That is not their parents. It's not their churches, but it's their own. And so it's the, it's really truly laying the foundation because, and we know this, there's nothing that can be built without a firm foundation in that. Mm-hmm. And there's so many little touches that happen uh, down, down the preschool hallway uh, that lays some of that foundation for when that's realized on down the line, whether it's there in fourth and fifth or middle school or high school that began in the middle, in, in those little rooms mm-hmm. and maybe the one or two room uh, where it had a caring adult that was speaking truth mm-hmm. into them, uh, that was speaking foundational truths into them. And uh, that's so exciting. And so, like, what are some of those foundational truths that that kind of guide that? Yeah, uh, it kind of goes back a little bit to what you said about it being so much more than babysitting, mm-hmm. um, that even in the infant room and the walker room and all the way up, there is such intentionality um, in all of these rooms and in these age groups. Um, so there's kind of the hope that maybe they're not going to remember every single thing that you ever said to them in right. the four years or five years that they were with me, yeah. but that they would kind of have a grasp on these three truths of um, God made me, God loves me, and Jesus wants to be my forever friend. Yeah. Um, and so even all the way down into the baby room, there's so much of just um, showing them safety and showing them love and showing the parents safety and showing the parents love that is building on to when they're moving up into the twos and they're moving up into the threes and they're learning real stories and real people in the Bible. And they're able to remember all of these stories boil down to these three things. Mm -hmm. You know, they're learning all of these names and all of these people in the Bible. And they're, all these stories are kind of coming back to, Oh, I can remember that God made me, God loves me. And Jesus wants to be my friend forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so good. And, and it's not just, uh, you know, you're not just ministering to these kiddos that are, that show up on a Sunday too. It goes even beyond that because even so much of what you do, uh, is coming alongside parents. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and so how do you, how do you best kind of come alongside, uh, parents in this phase? Yeah. One of the joys of the preschool ministry is that half of it really is a parenting ministry. Yeah. Um, a lot of my kids don't speak or talk or walk yet. And so half of my ministry is getting to come really closely alongside parents and getting to know them deeper and getting to know their stories is so Mm. important. Um, And so I stand in the same place every single Sunday morning in order to kind of like always be establishing that familiarity of, um, you know, it's not all about me, but I am like the face of the ministry and Mm. I'm the contact point for you parents and that Mm. you would see me every single Sunday and know if I've got a question about my three-year-old, like I'm going to go talk to that girl that stands in the corner because it does seem like she's here a lot (laughs) and but that intro into that time of like yeah my name is Bernadette I'm here on staff I'm here for you as the parent too um just that like moment of me being able to greet them in the hallway but also them knowing that they're going to see the same volunteers regularly at their Mm -hmm. door 
and they're going to be um, greeted with joy and a smile and a welcoming face. They're going to get greeted by name, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, and then there's little things like we put parent cue cards out on the carts and they're just mm-hmm. like little moments that they say things like, here's what you could say about the theme of the month while you're in the car. Here's what you can say at dinner time. Um, and then even little things like sending notes home. Um, they're obviously not in the classrooms with me on Sunday mornings. Right. So if something really sweet happens or I'm noticing how much a kid is changing, I love to be able to send a note home to say, you know, Kyle Friedman really showed this, like he raised his hand and I've never seen this confidence from him before. Mm-hmm. And being able to like, um, continue that connection with the parents is so important to me too. Yeah. I just love the intentionality that you mm-hmm. and your ministry, uh, run after and pursue, kids and families. Uh, I just think that is it. That's what it's about. It's about in, being intentional. And and I think through uh, all these, all, all the fam casts and, and what we're talking about it is bringing the intentionality, even from a parent standpoint uh, into this whole thing of parenting and given a, a, maybe a, a little different goal and helping them along the way uh, kind of take those steps and be confident as parents. Cause I remember for me, man, when I brought my first one home, I was not confident of like, <laughs> oh, I got this. I know exactly what, I, you, you know, you're scared. Yeah, you're like, course. how am I going to do this? And where do I go? And I don't want to look like I don't have the answers. And mm-hmm. and there's so much like, I think for us, like we think we're going to break them. We think we're, <laughs> we we're going to mess it up. And truly, I think it, it it's like, we've got to trust God with that. Mm-hmm. We've got to be able to put them in the best spot and we're going to do our best. And we're going to say sorry when we mess up mm-hmm. uh, as parents. But man, if we can be intentional, about how do we inject faith into this foundational process? How do we into this thing, you know, called parenting, called adolescence, called uh, pre-adolescent, like all of that? How do we inject faith and pull faith and spiritual conversations into in, into our kids uh, and 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 have those with them? And we're not going to have all the answers. And you know what? I don't think we're going to ever have have all the answers this mm-hmm. side of heaven. And so we've got to give ourselves some grace. We've got to give our kids some grace. And we've got to trust that the, that the Spirit is going to guide it. And the Spirit ultimately is going to bring it to the spot that He wants it. Mm-hmm. Because He had plans for us long ago. And He created every single one of us a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And so wherever, wherever you find yourself in the, in the journey, uh, you might have uh, been curled up and, and, you know, and, and crying because you feel alone <laughs> and that you've messed it up. You're not. Um, mm-hmm. We're all in it together. And mm-hmm. so I love, uh, I love even when you were talking about the, the three truths and I want us to, um, we're going to spend the next time together kind of talking and unpacking that a little bit more, but thank you so much, uh, just for what you bring to the table, your experience. Uh, and, and, and it's so neat that you bring not only this experience from Goddard and kind of a educational standpoint of the years that you spent with this age group, uh, but that you bring this incredible uh, heart to it, this heart for Jesus, this heart for uh, these friends that you call and they <laughs> run up and hug you every every day. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's incredible. And so thank you so much for bringing your gifts to the table uh, in this and walking alongside and, and, and just even being willing to... Uh, step into that call that God has mm-hmm. for your life and for you to share that call with us here at Hope. And so we're, uh, we're, we're just grateful. So we look forward to this next one where we talk a little bit more of that. And so tune in next time uh, to hear a little bit more about this phase preschool and we'll unpack some more of these, uh, these truths that your kids are going to be 
learning and just really kind of saturated in uh, mm -hmm. over their time here at Hope. So thanks for joining us. Uh, we hope you have an incredible day and just know uh, that we're with you, that God's with you, and ultimately he's got you.